Judges chapter 6. Lord, Lord led me to pray a deliverance prayer tonight. So I want to go to the word of the Lord. And to you that are watching us online, let's go to Judges chapter 6. I want to read verse 11 through verse 16. And I want to conclude with verse 23. When you have the word of the Lord, I want you to shout, I have the bread. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Oprah that pertained unto Joash the Asbarite, the Abiezrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why all is happening to us? And where be all the miracles which our fathers testified about? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O oh my Lord, how am I going to do it? How am I going to save Israel? I'm sorry, that's my country uh, translation. Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Verse 23. But the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee. Fear not. You're not going to die. <laughs> All of God's people said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord just for a few moments tonight before we pray. I want you to share my message topic with the person beside you. Tell them winning, but scared to death. Winning, but scared, scared to death. Um, I'm an Old Testament preacher. I love the narratives of the Old Testament. Uh, my passion is the Torah. I can live there. Um, I like to watch the history of God's chosen people. Uh, I call them chosen because the scripture calls them chosen, not because they're more special than any other group. Chosen deals more with responsibility. If you're the oldest in your family, you know what that feels like. Oh, baby child, get away with murder. <laughs> but, you know, you became almost like a second parent and got away with nothing. Um, Judges, in particular, it's a very unique book. I call it a book of cycles. Uh, we see in Judges the sovereignty of God and how God is over everything. And when I say God is over everything, oftentimes we put Jehovah and Lucifer kind of like in this competition with one another as though they're on the same level. 
You know, the cartoons and the animations did that to us. You know, God on one side and the devil on the other side. But I want to lift to you that Satan is a defeated foe. Somebody shout, he's already defeated. He's already defeated, but he's been given permission to still yet operate. And a part of the punishment of Satan is that Satan has to serve the purpose of God. And we see that in the book of Judges. We see it. Because the Bible says that when they came into their place, they would forget God and they would do evil in the eyesight of God. And then God would raise up their enemies. Uh, that's kind of complex. Because we try to make God a flat character and there's nothing flat about God. Because there's nothing flat about you. We are dynamic individuals. Amen. Yes. We, you know, one person but multiple sides multiple expressions to us look at the person beside you tell them you got funny ways you got uh oh I didn't mean to start nothing I hope you know you got funny ways right but there there's uh, there's many layers to God uh, the rabbis say that God is like a jewel that every time you look at him you see another side of him that you've never seen before. And that's what the rabbi said. That the old church says every day with Jesus. is <laughs> sweeter than the day before. People say they're bored with God. They haven't met God. Because the angels in the sphere of eternity. Is still shouting holy, holy, holy. Every time they look up. And they in eternity. They see another side of God. Causing them to cry out holy. Other. You in another category. All by your Self. Mm. And so it would be God that would raise up their enemies. Why? Because they will forget God. And God has a way of allowing situations to happen to bring us back to him. You know, we quote the scripture and we dance off of it. And we, we dance off the scripture. He says, I'm going to restore the years that the canker worm, that the pommel, that all those enemies, uh, you know, took from you. I'm going to restore those years. But when you look a little closely at that scripture, he says, it's my great army that I sent among you. In other words, the reason why God says I can restore it is because I'm the one behind it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so I, it, it makes it a little complex for us because he's not just the God of our celebration. He's also the God of our correction. Mm. I need you to look at somebody and tell him he must really love me. He must really... I know he loves me, not just because he blessed me with the car, not just because he blessed me with the job or boo or bay. I know God loves me because he don't let me get away with anything. The Bible says he chastens those that he loves. I'm going to give y'all a moment. I want you to clap your hands and thank God for correction. Thank you for correcting me. See, some of y'all don't know when to praise him because there's some people God has stopped correcting. The mere fact he's still correcting me means he still wants to use me. I'm going to give you one more chance. Praise him for chastisement. Praise him for the times he didn't let you sleep in unforgiveness. Come on, praise him for the times he made you apologize. Praise him for the times he still gave you conviction, although you still repeated it. Come on, praise him for correction. Because you don't know God until you've been whooped by God. I know what correction from God feels like. And 
The Bible says God would raise up their enemies. Somebody shout God was behind it. And how do you rebuke God? Some of us are always rebuking the devil and the devil said I had nothing to do with it. God raised up their enemies. And when God would raise up their enemies, you know what would happen? They would cry out to God. And when they would cry out to God, then God would raise up a deliverer to bring them out. He's jealous for us. He's, he's jealous for us. And I want someone to know tonight before we leave here that you're not just used by God. You are loved by God. You are madly loved by God. There are no extra people in the world. Everybody that was created was created on purpose for purpose. That you were conceived in the mind of God before your parents ever met each other. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he really does love me. He loves me because when we were yet sinners, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Christ, what he, he died for us. And so we are here in the book of Judges. And when we read the book of Judges, we are introduced to these great protagonists, these great heroes, strong men and a woman that stood for God as an instrument in God's hand. Mm, strong. Mm. They're very strong. Well, men are symbols of strength. Leaders are the embodiment of authority and power. And this culture says black girls have magic. <laughs> our fathers and our pastors, our mentors, are our superheroes. And all of these projections people have put on us, these are expectations that the people around us in the society alike has put on our shoulders. But I know a secret. I know a secret and it is not my intention because some of you, I mean you for the first time. So I don't really mean to put your business out here, but I do know a secret about you. You are not as strong as people think you are. You're not as spiritual as you wish you were. You don't know as much as you think you do. Or people think you do. And if we be honest, there are not many two distant seasons away in our lives where we have to simply wing it. Many times we've had to coach ourselves through. Pull ourselves together just to function. Mm, they give us a lot of credit. But anything bad about me is me. But anything good about me is God. The truth is, I've had to operate within my own contradiction. What do you mean? Because all of us got those contradictions. Being so strong and yet so weak. All at the same time. <laughs> mm. Being spiritual but yet carnal on a turn. <laughs> at the same time. You thought our quickening was all about we felt the Holy Ghost. Sometimes our quickening was snatching our mind back. Oh, y'all get up off of me in here. Take down your halo. Mm. Having a word for everyone else. But lost when it comes to your own future. Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. I want y'all to let's just have a safe space in here tonight. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I know some stuff. 
but tell them that there's a lot I don't know. Come on, talk to them. Tell them I've never been here before. I've never been this age before. And the truth is I had some dreams and some aspirations and I'm not there. This is not what I prayed for. This is not what I thought it would look like. And even when I got it, it's not what I th thought it would feel like. And as much faith as I have in God, I have to be honest. I have some fears. Fears are often the root of our insomnia. Can't sleep at night because of fears. We lay down our bodies, but our minds are racing. Somebody say, I have some fears. I have fears are often the contention in marriage. Fears are what make us helicopter parents. Fears are the tentacles of our anxiety that when we would go for it, it snatches us back. Fears makes us put up walls. Fears make us hurt them before they hurt us. But look at somebody tell them, I got to face some of these fears. I am facing my fears because people look at you and they see you winning. But the truth is, some of us can't enjoy our winning season because we're winning, but we're scared to death. May not be the sermon for everybody, but I got to talk to somebody tonight. Scared of what? Scared we're going to lose it? Scared we're going to blow it? Scared we're going to ruin it? Scared someone's going to take it? Winning truly. Good job. Good family. Good church. We see you on social media. You're winning. But while we see your social media, God sees your fears. And most of us have some sort of phobia. Like no generation before we all got some sort of phobia, uh, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Phoebe, uh, uh, how did I say this? Ophiophobia, the fear of snakes. Claustrophobia. <laughs> I, I don't want to be tied in. Um, acrophobia, a fear of heights. Trypophobia, a fear of holes in a pattern like a sponge so since this is our conference I want everyone to take a moment and look at somebody and tell them one of your phobias go ahead take a moment and we will continue with the sermon if you're online take a moment online and I want you to share with us this is a safe space if you're online tell us now what your phobia is Somebody may ask me that what was the whole point of that commercial break? Because you can't get delivered until you can acknowledge it. We have been told in church how to spiritually lie successfully. Don't claim it, don't claim it, don't claim it. But you don't have to claim something that didn't already claim you. Because fear affects relationships. People who have, who have abandonment issues will often project their fear of being abandoned on their spouse or significant other. So when I get quiet and I just shut down, you look at me and say, oh, but I guess you want a divorce, huh? No, I just want, I don't want to keep arguing. <laughs> I don't do good with that. People who have experienced hurt in the church, I'm not going to call it church hurt. I'm calling it hurt in the church because you don't call it job hurt. Come on. 
people who get hurt in the church will visit your church and not join it they will even stand in offering lines but not a tither they don't want to commit they'll come in late and they'll leave early but the truth is they scared a fear of commitment will make a man or a woman date you have kids with you but not marry you his or her actions uh, make them look like a narcissistic player but the truth is some of them ain't really trying to play you they're playing themselves they're scared to become their parents marriage or they're scared to embrace something that they don't have a template for in their own family somebody shall fear fear will make you mess up a good thing I'm getting ready to pray and it'll make you mess up a God moment any relationship you have that is fueled out of fear you will either suffocate it or you'll drive it away fear will make you make irrational decisions I grew up in a small one stop light town and well we knew everybody and um, it was a lady down the road in Gretna Virginia her name was Big Catherine Big Catherine made uh, well you know in the country we got nicknames for people it's not a bad thing everybody's like oh you know, no, we call people black we call people fats you know <laughs> JJ BB <laughs> her name was Big Catherine <laughs> Big Catherine made fried pies yeah, okay <laughs> yeah Y'all northerners may not understand. It was fried pies where they would they would make the flour and then do okay and then take the forks and put oh, okay all right okay, I didn't know y'all knew that all right God bless you. Fried pies and then she also made lye soap. Lye soap was made from the substance of the pig. And so my grandmother told me go down and get me some fried pies and some soap from Big Catherine. And I rode my bike down the hill to uh, Big Catherine's house. And when I got there, I had a plastic bag, you know, you don't throw bags away. I got that drawer with bags on the, beside the junk drawer. Amen. You may need those directions to the TV you threw away one day. <laughs> I got a bag and put those items in it and I put them on my bicycle bar. And when I left, this dog came out of nowhere. Now, I know some of y'all love dogs, and it don't matter whose dog it is, y'all hug on them, kiss them in the mouth, and do all that stuff. But, but over here, you know, I know y'all say y'all's dog don't bite, but your dog got teeth. And so I don't fool with people's dog that's not mine. And when I was younger, I really had this big fear of dogs. And when this dog came after me, I was going down the road. And you know what I did? I jumped off the bike and started running. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Now, I had a better chance and stand on what I had. But fear made me jump off of what I had Fear will make you make irrational decisions. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, stay on the bike. Stay. You got a better chance. Every time something gets hard, your fear makes you leave the church, leave a job, leave a relationship. 
stay on what God gave you because you got a better chance of getting away. I'll never forget when I got to the house, I got back to the house with uh, no bag, no bicycle, and one shoe. And my grandmother uh, grew up at a different age. She lives in my home now. She's 90 years old. Nothing wrong with her mind. She's watching right now. <laughs> and back in the day, we didn't understand verbal abuse. And my family still don't understand what verbal abuse is. So my grandmother looked at me and says, why are you acting stupid? <laughs> she said, go back and get my bag and get your shoe. And I know you all think that's cruel, but her making me face it helped me get over it. And see, some of you just want people around you that's going to keep catering to your fears and not ministering to your faith. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I love you enough to tell you. Get over it. You're still rehearsing what somebody else did and how they broke your heart. That person has moved on, married somebody else and having kids. And you're still over here feeling sorry for yourself and trapped in your fears. Look at your neighbor and scream at her. Tell him, go back and face it. Irrational decisions. Fear will make you stay in a job that's depleting you. Because you are afraid of stepping out. But be careful. Oftentimes we don't label fear because it disguises itself. Sometimes it comes off as arrogance. I don't really want to be a part. But the truth is you're afraid of rejection. Fear can even disguise itself as humility. Oh, no, you, somebody else. Oh, I don't need that. I don't need, oh, no, no, no. See, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. It's putting somebody outside in front. But when you make yourself the center, uh-huh, then it's really, it's not humility. It's that you're afraid if I try, I just may fail. Tonight, some of you in this room, fear is what's between you and your total surrender to your assignment. Yeah, we all have weaknesses. We all have inadequacies. I know I'm not hooping, but I am preaching. We all have them. I mean, we all have them. To the point, I'll never forget, you know, the story of me pastoring is really just a God story. I mean, it really is. I didn't go to school to be a pastor. I went to school uh, to try to be normal for one time in my life. My, my major is English and my uh, mine is history. And a church started on campus and right in my apartment. And uh, we went through a lot. We went through a lot. Every, every level of the ministry cost me something. I'll never forget when the university released a missive across the letter, across the campus and called us a cult. They said that we were a part of the T.D. Jakes won this Pentecostal movement, so we were heretical, and that we were a cult. To the point, Pastor Evan at that time, who was just a youth pastor at this church, at our church, he had received a job offer, and he lost it. And they removed anybody from our church that could be an RA on campus. Oh, we went through it. For a whole month, I had to preach the message, keep your heart pure. 
Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart pure. For a whole month, I preached it. Now, now everybody called me strong, but they didn't see the tears in the office. <sighs> they didn't see the tears. They didn't see the times I went in the office and I was uh, shadow boxing. Because I really wanted to cuss. Now, don't y'all judge me because I said I wanted to. Some of y'all did. I said I wanted to cuss. You know, you know, uh, people see the testimonies, but they don't know the times I went in the church and I flicked the light switch on it and it didn't come on. And I told everybody, we're just going to have prayer tonight. We don't need no music. We're just going to have prayer by candlelight tonight. Don't touch no light switch. We don't need no lights. <laughs> when I had to take my mother and brother Derek in the office, I said, y'all, the lights got cut off. And I'm, I, you know, maybe it is true that what people say. Maybe I don't supposed to be preaching. I remember all of those moments. So when we finally, five years ago, closed on the piece of property that God favored us with, that we were able to purchase from the same people who tried to destroy us. And I'm looking at my church and professors from that university are members of our church. And we are celebrating with the band. And we're coming down the sidewalk and the, and the, and the flag ministry are swinging the flags. And they're playing the trombones. And the people are crying. And I'm crying. But my tears were different than their tears. Their tears was, look what the Lord has done. Hear me? But my tears were, what is this going to cost me? Okay, I know this ain't for everybody tonight, but I just got to have a real conversation with somebody and every time God called someone in the scriptures the first thing he addresses we all got issues I want you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor we all got issues I mean we have a treasure but it's in an earthen vessel be honest with me we are crack pot that the excellency would be of God and not of us but when God called these people in the scripture the first thing he addresses is not their sin or their disability. He addresses their fear. Moses, fear not. Mary, fear not. To the disciples, fear not. To Gideon tonight, fear not. Do you realize tonight that in the scripture the word fear not is listed 365 times? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you got to fear not for every day of the year. I don't care what you face on every day. Hallelujah. You can get up with the fear not. I don't care. Before the weapon is even formed, you can get up to clap. Fear not. It won't prosper. Hallelujah. Before, it, before you got the phone call, somebody shall fear not. Um, so, I was... I was a little late coming down tonight because this is what the this is a message God just gave me just a few moments before I came because there's somebody in here the Lord evidently is getting ready to set you up for one of the greatest seasons of your life 
And it's not your weakness, Moses, that will hinder it. It's not your inabilities that disqualifies you. God want me to talk you out of your fear into faith tonight. I'm coming. God, I tell you, I asked Bishop, I said, is it all right if we have prayer tonight? He said, go for it. Because God said it needs to be a deliverance service in here tonight. And I ain't coming for your fornication. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not coming for your pornography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God says, if I can get at the root tonight, if I can come for your fear. See, the reason why some of us can't walk in faith, because we're trapped in fear. And you want to live holy, but you will never live beyond your belief system. So how am I going to get past it? Because I'm winning. But I can't even enjoy the season of harvest. Because I'm scared. But number one, and I'll give you three points. Somebody shout, rehearse the testimony. <laughs> rehearse the testimony. Hey, glory be to God. If you look in the scripture tonight. The angel of the Lord reminds Gideon that he's the God that brought your ancestors out of Egypt. Oftentimes what fear does, fear gives us amnesia. Some of y'all have test anxiety. You can know the answer. But it's something about that test being in front of you. You looking at it just staring at it. I don't remember the teacher going over this. Because fear will make you forget what you thought you knew. Re tell somebody, rehearse the testimony. This is what he says in Malachi. I am the Lord and I change not. Hebrew says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Rehearse the testimony. Because if he did it before, come on. Hallelujah. I'm coming to tell somebody you're about to experience God's encore, uh, your God's encore presentation, but you'll miss it if you run away from the moment. That's why he told the Israelites when they were facing one of their greatest challenges, he said, stand still and see. I need you to push somebody, tell them you're about to see something. I come to declare to you that God is about to open a window. I come to speak to somebody in this section. God is about to open a door, uh, but if you run, you're going to miss it. I need you to pull on somebody to tell them rehearse the testimony this ain't the first time you had a financial crisis this ain't the first time you've been sick in your body this ain't the first time the enemy attacked your marriage I need to tell somebody something about the devil that maybe you forgot this is a test question does he ever tell the truth no 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 the devil is a liar I wish I had somebody in this room that would open up your mouth and praise God because the plan of the Lord will prevail rehearse it Rehearse it. I remember what it was to have a food stamp card. I remember when before it was a card, it was color for money, and I had to use it. Come on and sneak to the grocery store late at night just so I could eat. I remember. I remember when it took five dollars and stretched and went through the sofa and went through the ashtray just to put gas in the car just to get back and forth to work just to hope I can make it by Friday. Everybody that remember work gas, somebody shout, I remember. 
I remember that when I didn't have a whole lot of options about what I was going to wear to church. It was the same black pair of pants that I ironed so many times that it had a shine to it. I need you to scream at somebody, child. I remember. You know why the reason why some of y'all sitting here bougie tonight? Because you got amnesia. But I need to hear those who've been redeemed. I need to hear those who've been rescued. I need to hear those who didn't know where it's going to come from. Boy, he made a way out of nowhere. Somebody scream, I remember. Rehearse the testimony. Rehearse the testimony. I remember when depression had wrapped around me like seaweed in deep ocean. I remember. I remember the day walking down the sidewalk and stopping at a park bench and sitting there and laying across that park bench considering I'm about to die because my heart was beating out of my chest. I didn't know what anxiety was. I thought just anxiety was just something to affect your head. But it, when it get in your head, it'll get a hold of your heart. Oh, I remember fighting depression so much while I laid in the bed. I, was, I didn't have suicidal ideations. That wasn't me. But I did pray to God. I'm laying in this bed. Let me die. Let me fall asleep and die. Okay, now, I don't mean to be this transparent with some of y'all, but I'm just talking out loud about some of the things some of us have dealt with privately. Somebody say, I remember. I remember the times of pulling myself out of the bed, throwing myself in the shower. Oh, come on. Everybody else had their nervous breakdowns. But some of us, because everybody was depending on us, we couldn't have a whole breakdown. We have to have many breakdowns. We have to take it in sessions. I remember what it was to sit in a parking lot in a car and saying God what am I going to do next I remember daydreaming about taking my rags throwing them in the car getting on a highway and just driving until I give out a gas and just start over somewhere where nobody knows my name but he snatched me back I gotta rehearse it I gotta rehearse hey my son there Oh, I need everybody in here in this room that you know what it is for the enemy to have his foot on your chest but God pull you from up under I need you to open up your mouth and start to bless God right now I said open up your mouth and begin to bless God this I recall to my mind therefore I have hope it's because of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed compassion fell not hey they are new every morning Great, great is his faithfulness. You've been faithful, God. You've been faithful, God. Come on, rehearse it. You've been faithful, God. I want you to take a moment and praise God for what you and God know about. I said praise him for what just you and God know about. People know the headlines, but you know the details. God, my God, my God. Rehearse the testimony. I said rehearse the testimony. I want you to pull on somebody, tell them this ain't your first time here. Rehearse the testimony. For the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I know we got this new church of praise and worship, so y'all don't know how to testify. But I want you to look at somebody, tell them first, giving honor to God. 
to all the deacon saints and friends tell them I just rose to testify the devil tried it but he missed again testify 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 if the devil would have had his way I would be dead right now come on testify I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord come on testify I told you I got three points I'm over my time now but number one is rehearse the testimony I did number two is say what he said I need you to shout at somebody tell them say what he said the Bible says when the angel of the Lord found Gideon he was in the threshing floor and he was threshing wheat but he was doing it by a wine press in other words he was hiding he was sneaking because he was afraid of the Midianites but when the angel of the Lord addresses him he don't say hey scaredy cat he don't say hey you look nervous you look nervous Gideon he said hey Gideon you mighty warrior hey Gideon you mighty man of valor I want you to look at your neighbor say neighbor anytime what you say goes against what God says go with God go with God say what he says you may be broke but if he say you're rich say what he said you may be sick in your body but if he say you're healed say what he said you call yourself scared but he calls you warrior I need you to get out of your seat and push somebody tell them say what he says be an echo of God God has spoken once twice have I heard it scream at somebody tell them say 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 what the Lord says say what the Lord says with and the flowers fade but the word oh but the word thy word is a lamp unto my feet thy word is a light unto my path thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee somebody throw up your hands and say Lord I thank you for your word Thank you for the word. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word. Somebody shout, but the word, but the word. And the word is not just what he said. But the word is who he is. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God and the word became flesh point to somebody tell them you heard it but now you're about to see it hey I said you heard it but now you're about to see the glory you got the wind but God is gonna make this thing tangible but you gotta say what he said he ain't got to keep you, but he got to keep his word. Pull on somebody. Tell him you better not quit. You better not resign. You better not pull back. Say what he said. Say, 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 say.
Say what he said. Say what he said. I'm about to pray now. Say what he said. Say what he said. Say what he said. Say what he said. Hold on to me. Say what he said. Say what he said. Say, 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 say. Keep talking. Tell somebody, keep talking. Keep talking. Say what he said. There was a woman in Haiti when Haiti had an earthquake. 7.1. They had a building that had collapsed. And they waited two weeks searching for the living. But after a while they said, anybody that was alive is dead now. They called for the bulldozer to push over the ruins. And then somebody said, hold up, hold up, hold up. I hear noise. It was an 80-some-year-old woman. She was praising God. A sound saved her life. Keep talking, keep talking. Keep talking. You need past Pentecost. Keep talking. No, 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 Number one. Number one is rehearse the testimony. Number two, say what he said. But number three is do it. You go from rehearsing to saying to. I uh, what you say, but Bishop, fear got me. What do you do? When you're called to do something and you're afraid to do it, you do it afraid. Because if you keep doing, at some point in the midst of your doing, you will outrun fear. I need 60 of you that's overcoming fear right now. Just start dancing right now. This is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.